Welcome to Sky Pirate Radio. We're at episode 35 as of recording. Uh, recording. <laughs> <laughs> as of recording the show. Um, and, and, and just to go with it, I just realized I just turned the big 2-5. So we've got two big numbers on this show. I'm Jace, your host. And I have with me, uh, of course, astute uh, Kermit histologist Kevin Stott. He knows uh, all about the guy. Uh, hello, it's uh, great what to be you... here. <laughs> if you're okay, so I was wondering if a Kermit uh, histologist meant that you sounded a lot like Kermit, and I guess my uh, my thoughts have been confirmed here because you do sound like him. Well, uh, that is uh, just a coincidence. <laughs> I sounded like this <laughs> but before. But thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you were so interested in Kermit? Is that there was kind of you saw you saw yourself in him a little bit? Um. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> How no, dare no, you? No, I don't know why you would. Say, I don't know why you would say that even. That's, Stop making that's... fun of my voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's frankly, it's bullying. <laughs> ah! Um. <laughs> All right, that's that bit done. <laughs> hello, every, hello everybody. Hello, let's. Uh, uh, I hope you've. Uh, let's do a podcast. Yeah, let's rip right into it. How how is your week? Uh, your your week and oh, I guess two weeks been, Kevin. Uh, Pretty dandy. Yeah. Um, been working on a. I got accepted into Nice finally, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, Woo! and so I've. That's gonna start end of January, so I've been working on making a game and hopefully I can get a game uh, a little small game done before that starts and then we, uh, we have a game that's right if you haven't seen our Twitter uh, Kevin has been uh, streaming and posting uh, alongside uh, the astute Joey who is who is returning um, from his big trip um, to make a a big game, or rather a small game, in, in 50 days, something that is manageable and something that we can we can do uh, with with smaller uh, hands on deck if we if if need be, um, and it's gone very well. Tune in at uh, yes. twitter.com/skypirate uh, at skypirate radio and at our Twitch channel, which I think is the same uh, username. I think most the, likely. I think it's skypirates live. I think is the, is the oh. One. Okay. Sky for some Pirates for Live. some reason the I think it was one I think Skyfire Studios was again one one character too long. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. it's not ideal. <laughs> Ideally they would all be the same, but uh oh well. Yeah, look, no, we're 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 doing branding. It's like when all the all the shows are called different things. This is the live show, Kevin. Mm, it's important. Yeah. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> but, uh, uh, niece, niece has gone through, which is really great for you. You're working on on your your patches and all your great yes. stuff. Yes, it'll be um, s- interesting. Yeah, for sure. You sent me a a B day care package yesterday, uh, which is wonderful, and it has some wonderful patches in it. I can't wait uh, for my grandma to put on my sweet jacket. Nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna have them all over the place. Um. I'm definitely gonna play some some Dream Drop, Dream Drop Distance as well. Thank you, Absolute, Kevin. It was a uh, it was a uh, it was important. 
It's yeah, like I, I realized uh, as soon as I, I saw a Mormon it knocks on the door and wants needs to tell you about the good news. That's what. That's basically what this is. Yeah, this is uh, this is a a Mormon giving me the message of a lifetime. As soon as I saw it from uh, like peeking out from the box, I knew it was a message from you, like uh, <laughs> that you needed to send me. That I needed to play this game. I've heard this one is actually quite the the treat. Um, so I'm looking forward to it actually. Yeah, it's not bad. It's got it's got the neutron in it. Neutron, I hear it's got uh, Notre Dame. I think it does. It has some weird what? ones. It has like yeah, a, it has like Mickey, Donald, and Goofy as the three musketeers. Huh? Yeah, it seems like because it was a, a I, I don't handheld, know where that's come from. A handheld. They kind of went for all the all the maybe all the IPs that were the easiest to get the hands on or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it is it's a weird, it's a weird mix. They got Pretty Fantasia. The Fantasia one's pretty good there. Oh yeah, for sure. That 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 sounds exciting. Um, but uh, yeah, that that that's that's what's been going on with me lately. I also got a, a VR system, um, which is which has been neat. I I didn't get it. My brother got it for me for my my birthday, and and I'm I'm very thankful to him. It's uh, it's it it fits on your head. Mm-hmm. You can put it, you can put it on and and play different games on it. Um, you finally it makes me feel sick after about <laughs> uh, twenty minutes, but it's fun. It's fun up until that point. It just depends on what I'm playing. You finally um, uh, transcended the uh, bounds of reality. Yes, and and you know I it was it was my birthday and I wanted to transcend the bound the bounds of reality. Uh, by going on to putting on slapping that headset on and spending the night uh, pl- uh, watching Inspector Gadget in VR mm. uh, in Disney Plus, it's kind of like a cinema view it grants you. Is this? Uh, which, <laughs> I felt like I felt really? like it Did was. This really was, happened. No, yeah, this really happened, dude. How does it? How do you do it? You, you just get uh, so you can get an mp4 it might even work with disney plus but it kept stuttering and it making me feel really uh, yeah. sick uh so uh, i used an mp4 and you can just sit there and it gives you like a, like if you're playing a non-vr game it'll just give you a huge view like you're at a cinema of the screen inside wow. the vr headset interesting so that, yeah so that's why that's how i watched uh the <laughs> matthew broderick classic at least most of it. It did. There was one point, uh, about an hour and ten minutes in, where there was there was too much cut. The editing was too much. <laughs> I had to take the headset off for a little bit and just watch it on regular TV. But I did, I did watch most of Inspector Gadget in VR the, um, for my birthday. That's that's a that's a detail that I. How how did it how did it feel compared to watching it on a TV? Or watching it in a real cinema. Well, I, I think it, it was very on par with watching it in a cinema, except for I, I was feeling a bit more sick about it because I had a I had a headset on, mm. and then my eyes are still kind of training. They're still training to to figure it all out. I think my brain's still a bit confused uh, by yeah. the VR experience. Um, but Matthew Broderick was large. I mean, I, I should probably I should probably talk a little bit about the the movie at least. Yes. Um, running, running at a very crisp hour and twenty minutes. This <laughs> film, 
barely acceptable as a as a, mo- a major motion picture. Um, yeah, it's really weird. There's there's some there's, there's something sort of creepy about having a movie that has so much cartoon slapstick, but have it be in in live action, mm. uh, especially with bad effects and bad CGI sort of mixed in there. Like the car is is very scary. It sort of has like a little screen with a, a cartoon, like a 3D version of the car that can speak on the screen, but the real car can speak, but n- not like the one on the screen. Uh, yeah, um, I kind of remember that. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of sponsors on the car. There's like a Skittles button and a McDonald's button and stuff. <laughs> there's, a, there's a point where uh, completely divorced of any sort of meaning or context, a, a bad guy runs their car. No, a, a Yahoo sign lands on their car. And then the, the Yahoo uh, sound jingle plays, mm. which is a person yodeling. And uh, that was the bit. Because they had a sponsor from Yahoo, I guess, and I was so, I was really taken aback, especially in in a place where all I could do was watch the movie. You don't really think <laughs> about that when you, you have can't the VR escape. on, but you, yeah, it's just kind of it's just kind of a gadget scape. You just kind of I'm watching a, the. I'm in an alternate world where the only things that exist are this movie and the, my consciousness to view it. Yes, it's like I'm I'm literally peering into another world with this device, and I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing Yahoo advertisements and all sorts of different things. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of physical comedy, uh, like like a you know slapstick, and I'm just not sure if Matthew Broderick has the the sort of uh, the physical comedy acting traits to really pull this one off, but he does yeah, his he best. definitely seems like uh, he's not. He wouldn't be my first choice to to be in an Inspector Gadget movie. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a good he's a good look alike, but he doesn't really capture the the Inspector Gadget's character of being incompetent, um, but really assured of himself. Mm. He's just kind of a guy. It's just kind of this is Matthew Broderick with a bunch of gadgets all in him, uh, yeah. and and that's and that's what it is. My favorite part of the movie by far, especially in VR, is uh, I guess they didn't know how to transition smoothly from one scene to the next scene, so they'd always instead like at the end of every scene, no exaggeration, they'd cut to like some CGI object flying into the screen in a black void. <laughs> so like at the end of a scene it would just be like characters standing there and then like a 3D screw would like come in and go like spiraling into your face and then it would be the next then the next scene very barely scraping them past the hour and 20 minute mark of all those little CGI cuts I bet so but yeah all I've got to say really is it's a this is a role that is demanding and and physical comic challenge. Yes. And tell you what, Matthew Broderick, God bless him for taking it up. Two thumbs up from this young critic. <laughs> Loved it. So that's me and uh, that's me and Inspector Gadget for today. Wow. Um, um, hopefully, fingers crossed, should be should be getting into Inspector Gadget two very soon. Um, 
and then completing the trilogy with Flubber, I hope. I don't know. <laughs> There's all sorts of stuff on Disney Plus I can watch. There's a... There's, an, there's literally any possibility. What a what a treat. Mm-hmm. Have you been watching much, Kevin? I've been watching Star Wars because the new one's going to come out. Like um, the movies? Yeah, yeah, the movies and also uh, the Clone Wars, like, cartoon. <laughs> the, the, the 3D Which one? one. Oh, okay. It's pretty interesting. Sometimes they do some Star Warsy things, and other times they do some things that are very not Star Wars. What's the most There's, not Star Wars thing that's happened? Well, there, there was like this. There was one arc where like they had this giant indestructible monster, and it was just trashing up a city, which is something that you normally don't see in Star Wars. No, that's that's sort of you know like a Godzilla thing. Yeah, like a monster. Yeah, and then there was another one where like they just kind of crash land on this island and then there's just just some some guy who's like got two pets and one of them's the good side of the force and one of them's the dark side of the force and like that that didn't really that wasn't didn't seem to be very star wars it was just kind of it was just a weird thing that happened have you seen that um that clone wars uh movie that's stylized in that same kind of 3d way where it's about, I think the story revolves around um, Jabba the Hutt's son. Who's, who's no, like I haven't little... seen that one. I've heard of it, though. You should check it out. It seems pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> seems like a pretty cool subplot to base a, a cinematic film around. So uh, the, the lame son of Jabba the Hutt. I've, I've heard uh, Seth Green has been the voice in multiple episodes. <laughs> Oh. One time he All was right. doing in an Australian accent. Apparently, there's some race of blue people who all have Australian accents. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad Seth Green took that challenge up. <laughs> he did. He really knocked know, it out a of very the diverse, a very <laughs> diverse voice in uh, in acting in voice acting. Uh, I heard Watchmen finished. You didn't see that one. Uh, still, still watching it. I'm still watching it. It's, oh. it's, um, it's good. It's a lot like Watchmen in that there's kind of you'll see lots of weird scenes that seemingly don't have anything to do with each other, and it also kind of follows on with the story in a in a kind of a weird way. Like at least mm. uh, for the first few episodes, there's very little uh, to kind of hold on to that connects it to the original Watchmen, but then it kind of, at, at this point, up to episode, like, five or six, it's like a few of the characters are just kind of back and doing different things. But now they're right. old. Old, they're all old. What's the point? Boring. <laughs> give up. Oh. It's okay, we have some new characters. We have the, uh, we have Buster Scruggs is in it as the new, who's our new Rorschach character. Is he the same kind of deal? He's different, but he's 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 got the same kind of attitude. He's very uh he's very like straightforward and uh to the facts and he wears like this oh. mask that is a mirror. Um and he okay. also has a machine that he can put you in and he flashes a bunch of different pictures on the screen and he can tell if you're racist or not. What? That's his. That's his superpower. 
like how your rea- like how your pupils dilate and stuff looking at yeah, stuff yeah basically like, oh, he has this oh, kind of like, bigger machine like look at the pictures afterwards yeah i don't really Man, understand the how, did it, that. how it's supposed to have the idea of how it's supposed to work but he takes a bunch of <laughs> pictures he also has his like his own um his own dark room and he develops his photos and he flashes them and he he like sits across from them and asks them questions and then at the end he he just he knows i guess at the end he just tells them if they're racist or not i don't understand the point of this <laughs> well, the pur- well the purpose is because there's like an anonymous like white supremacist group and so he's testing people to find out if they're racist or not and then oh, if they are i guess so it's like prison. blade runner yeah kind of it's like finding out if someone's a replicant, but it's if they're racist. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, it's got some. It's got some Ooh. weird. It's got some weird stuff going on in it. Yeah. Well, that's. I love. I love a good. I love watching men. So that that seems like the show for me. <laughs> there are um. there are plenty of men to watch. <laughs> There's a guy, the there's some policeman guy who's just like a fat guy with like a, a kind of gross falling apart, like panda mascot head that he wears. And that's, huh. they just don't, some of the policemen wear masks, I guess. And I guess that's just what he's chosen to do. The choice. They Maybe can, we'll find out more about him, but probably not. I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> weird. That guy seemed like he was. He should have been in like Transmetropolitan or something. Not, uh-huh. not Watchmen. But there he is. He's just a dirty guy with a panda head on. <laughs> That's like every character in, in Watchmen is. is they got to be a dirty person. They got to have some sort, <laughs> of, some sort of affectation on their face. Mm. Yes. How about uh, on the in the video game realm? Have you been jumping into any assorted worlds and, and taking on any different quests and challenges? Oh yes, yes I have. I've been playing the the new Shovel Knight stuff, with Shovel Knight King of oh. Cards, the uh, King Knight campaign. How's that? It's treating you. It's pretty good. Uh, mechanically, it works uh, very well. So in his kind of his ability is he has kind of a shoulder bash where he dashes forward and then if he hits an enemy or a wall he goes up into kind of a pirouette spin and then you can land on top of dudes kind of like mm. the um shovel knight using his shovel to go down you can kind of bounce around on top of stuff then you can do the same thing um spinning but you have kind of like a little bit less control it's kind of if you get if you manage to get a jump on someone, then you can bash again, so you can kind of chain things that way. Um, so I think that, as the core of it, works really well. Um, and then it's kind of it. The level structure is different from the other campaigns because they're much shorter levels. Like they've only, I think, m- most of them have only have like one checkpoint, and then it's the end. So, but then they're oh. They're kind of zoomed in as well, so instead of having just like, you know, three levels or whatever on a screen, there's, I don't know, like ten levels, but they're just all a lot shorter, which is good because it means, um, like, they get to exp- 
explore a bunch of different things, but also kind of sometimes the ideas aren't explored as much as they could be. Like, it's a lot of kind of... They're so short, it almost feels too short for the mechanics that they're putting in, because usually each new one will be, like, just an entirely new mechanic to deal with, like, uh, you know, like a Mario... 3D world level or something, <clears throat> but um, sure, it's a bit shorter, so sometimes you can't. It's just kind of it can feel jarring sometimes to come into it and it's like, okay, here's a whole new thing, but we're not going to be dealing with it that much, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder why the I wonder if it's how the, the character plays or something that the levels are, are much shorter or the, the gameplay style. If it, if yeah, it, I don't know. Mean I mean, anything. I think they. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think that it seems like they had trouble kind of characterizing King Knight and what was going to be interesting and fun about him. Because the way that the things... Like, the way that that bash and then the spin works, and also he has, like, a... Um, like, a flying... They have, like, a sky ship that he has, like, a team and they fly around on. Um... It kind of almost feels like it was supposed to be for Propeller Knight, but then they... But, like, they always knew... Like, because I think it came back to, like, a vote on the... Like, original Kickstarter, which were going to be the three... Um, extra campaigns and who they were going to be. But, yeah, I don't know. It just felt... Jeez, they felt back. like they didn't come... It just feels like they didn't have an idea, really, for what was going to be cool and fun about King Knight. Because uh, I think they did a really good job in terms of uh, the the Plague Knight and the and the Spectre Knight ones, because they've kind of they've got a clear they've got a clear motivation, and it's also like relatable. Uh huh. Because like Plague Knight is trying to make this potion did like the most powerful potion but really he's doing it so he can impress the the flask minigame woman yeah inspector knight is has his tortured past and all his stuff and king knight is just kind of (laughs) there's this guy like i was expecting maybe they would talk about how he has some sort of ambition or something but he's just kind of the way that they frame him King Knight is just kind of a rude brat, and he dresses up a king yeah. as a king for no, no real reason. <laughs> he just does. <laughs> um, and he like doesn't listen to anyone, and is just kind of a jerk. And like I was thinking, I was going along with it, and I was thinking, okay, well this will probably by the end they'll probably wrap this all up, and it'll it'll turn into something nice because like you're making all these friends along the way like normally in, in a couple of the other campaigns there's when they give you like a new relic or something that gives you a special ability usually they'll give you like a little challenge room to try it out and usually those are kind of handled by one character who gives you all of the things and then takes you through all of the challenge rooms but in this one they're just kind of scattered all over the place and they have different guys that are there and then at the end they kind of 
you kind of recruit them and they come with you back to the airship. So I was thinking, oh, I guess he's, over time he's going to kind of mellow out and realize that uh, he loves all his friends. But then at the end, um, you you beat the final boss and then all your friends are hanging on the rope like when uh, Shovel Knight beats all of the bosses and they are all on the rope. Um, but you don't get a choice. King Knight just immediately betrays them all and joins the Enchantress. And it's like... Well, that's not that's not a satisfying thing for, to happen for me. I mean, I guess it's just is, is this a prequel to the events of Shovel Knight? Yeah, the idea is that it's a prequel, and then after the credits, it kind of okay. it has it ends with him kind of being on the throne, and then after the credits, it shows Shovel Knight come in. So, like, I guess in that way, it's like, well, you know that he's gonna get beat, but also like, why? Why build this airship? Why create all of these relationships if um they're just gonna get trashed? It was just a bummer. Like, cause after yeah. you join it, they also have like a cutscene where the, the like the airship gets destroyed and all this stuff. It's like I put like I gained you know I spent like ten thousand coins or whatever twice to remodel that airship, and now it's just getting yeah. trashed. It just seemed like a weird choice, because he he doesn't really have anything uh, redeemable about him as a character, and so in that way it's kind of it doesn't feel cool to be him, even though his like mechanic stuff is cool. So I don't know. I just right. I just found that to be a weird choice to have such a downer ending. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the, all the mechanic stuff are good. It just feels, it feels a little less, um, it feels a little less cohesive than the other ones. I feel like they were more focused and they had their, like they had their hubs and I guess King Knight does too, but I don't know. I think they just had a better handle on what was interesting about the other characters and then mm-hmm. in this one, they tried to fit a lot of stuff in, and some of it didn't. Uh, some of it didn't fit together so well. They also had the card game, kind of part of yeah, it, which is okay. It's very kind of, it's kind of chessy, in that if you want to do good at it, you like you only have one move to put your card down and try and like push the other cards around but you've got to be like thinking ahead and thinking what cards does you can see your opponent's cards so to do well at it you've kind of got to look at their cards and think well if I put this here am I going to be vulnerable to something else happening and I don't know it just wasn't that interesting to me uh huh so that's a completely separate sort of little game thing yeah so there's like multiple there's kind of three chapters with a boss uh, each, and each kind of zone has a house where there's skies who you can play justice against, and if you win, you get you. They kind of it's kind of like play for keeps. Like whoever wins gets to pick one of their opponent's cards that they played and keep it, oh, which okay. is interesting way for you to get cards but it's annoying to have your cards stolen but then you yeah. can just buy them back from 
uh, Chester later in the airship, so it's not that bad. Mm. But um, I did want to say about um the uh the king the king knight uh DLC. Uh, I think it would have been a, a cool idea to start that one as a as a sequel instead. Like it leaves off right after um King Knight is beaten by Shovel Knight. And it's about him having to deal with the fact of that he's completely useless and not not good at, at being a Mega Man boss or whatever his job is. Yeah. And then he has has to go on in his little quest. That would that would have been a been a good. And, and then he could actually have some kind of resolution to his funny little story. Yeah, I think that would have worked too. Because I think all of them are. The Spectre Knight one is a. It takes place just before Shovel Knight happens. Mm. I don't know when the uh, the Plague Knight one happens. That might happen right after as well, or during. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it like because it goes. It like this one is a prequel, but it doesn't really. It wouldn't have to be right. There's not so much yeah. stuff that is. It's not really doing any heavy lifting in terms of setting things up, apart from it, like, it puts the hat guy's shop where it is when Shovel Knight happens, because it starts off somewhere else. Um, sure. And there's, like, a couple of things like that, but they, yeah, they don't really matter, so I don't know. I don't know why they did it the way they did it. But... That's how it is. One of the other things that uh, is part of it is Shovel Knight Showdown, the fighting, the Shovel Knight fighting game kind of thing. Oh, so I thought this was the card game. I thought I, I, I didn't even realize this was like a yeah. So this isn't like another thing entirely. It's like an entire oh other God. kind of mode. You pick it from the start screen, and it's pretty good. It's got it's kind of like. It's got a story mode that's quite um, Smash Brosy. There's different kind of game modes and stuff. The kind of normal one is there's like gems, and it's whoever can get the uh, first to you know seven gems or whatever. And over time, they'll kind of appear, and you got to try and race and get them. Uh, everyone's got like four health, and like three moves so it's not there's not so much there's n it's not really complex um but it is it is pretty fun and if you played the the kind of campaigns with the other characters you'll know a lot of their moves pretty well and it's fun to be able to play as like polar knight because he's like really big <laughs> um so it's fun uh -huh. to he he kind of has these big attacks, but he's he's big and he's slow as well. Um, and it's just it's just fun oh, to be able to play as all those other characters and uh, get to use their moves and stuff. I don't know how many uh, characters there are in total. I'm hoping that it has all of the bosses because I'd like to see Treasure yeah. Knight. I think he's he's one of the best ones because he has that cool. Uh, that anchor grappling hook and stuff like that. But mm. you you do unlock new stages and, and characters by finishing story mode, so I guess I'm just going to keep 
trying to finish all the story mode and see what guys I get. But yeah, that one's that one is pretty fun. There's also like a target game where the, uh, the like horse guy has all these hay bales and you got to try and shoot all the hay bales. That's kind of that was very like the target modes from Smash. Um, <laughs> sure. So yeah, that, I found that I found that to be pretty good. I think there's also uh, like sh- uh, Nitrome are doing the, the Shovel Knight Dig. I don't know if that's out yet. <clears throat> yeah, I think they're still working on that one, but yeah, that's looking good too. It's like um, yeah, one of those. I don't know. It's just you you Trying dig downwards them. and it's uh, roguelike. I think. Yes. Yes. They're making Shovel Knight into a big major uh, IP. He's everywhere. Yeah, it's movies. interesting. I'm I'm interested to see what uh, Yacht Club are going to come out with next. They're hiring yeah. 3D people, so I think there's going to be. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're, they're hiring game. 3D people. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. <laughs> they're, they're hiring 3D <laughs> uh, artists and programmers. I see. And I'm also just, 2D ones. So I guess <laughs> I guess they're run, working on uh, two projects or something. Maybe. Nice. We'll find out. We'll find out soon what's what's in the yacht. <laughs> um, is that is that most of what you've been playing, Kevin? Have there been, been uh, any other tidbits? Yeah, those those are the big ones. I've been playing lots of little mobile games to try and figure out what uh, come up with some of the ideas for what our little games are going to be coming forward. But uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Actually, I finished um <laughs> I finished the Steven Universe Apple Arcade. RPG. That oh, was pretty good. How was that? It was pretty good. It was like the like a long time ago they released one for the f- they released this Steven Universe RPG on the phone and it did really well because it used kind of the um it had some of the Mario and Luigi RPG style like tapping at the right time to to do the different attacks. Yeah. Uh, and then I think they did a sequel that was on consoles and PC, and then they did another mm-hmm. Apple Arcade one, um, and it was good. I, like I went back and I played the first phone one after I beat uh, the new one, and it's the new one is a lot better. I'd I didn't realize oh. how how kind of old and janky the old one would be in comparison. Um, but yeah, it was good. You got stuff you could un. You could upgrade your dudes and figure out different things to do, and uh, it wasn't that long, but that's, that's fine. It was it was enjoyable. I don't really have that I much to say about it. I wonder how it compares to the um, PS4 one in terms of, of quality. I wonder if that same sort of budget was there for the for the new um, this new iPhone one being on the yeah. Apple, I don't know. I mean, I Apple think Arcade. I think Apple is probably. Apple was given these people some amount of money to create these things, so I guess they didn't even have to necessarily be like they didn't have to make sales or something. I mean, I guess they can't yeah, even anyway sure. because they're on the Apple Arcade. So I don't know how they get paid out for that, but yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I didn't, haven't looked at the uh, at the kind of. PC console one yet, so I don't know how that compares. 
but it's it's a pretty good yes. it's a it's a good game and it works pretty simply so it's interesting. Are you I think fan of the Steven Universe? I've watched a few episodes and I like some of the ideas in it, but I haven't mm-hmm. uh, I haven't got into it too much. Most of what I know about it is from watching. You know, sometimes someone will do like a. <laughs> I watched I watched some video that was just like a big a big drama like an hour long of someone just talking about how much <laughs> they don't like Steven Universe and all the things that are wrong with it which was interesting oh to see someone's <laughs> to see how someone felt about all of that it seems like a lot of drama to be having over a cartoon just let them just let them make the cartoon <laughs> <laughs> surely you would just <laughs> let them do it <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Some people, sure. some. I guess it's that thing where sometimes you get fans that are too hardcore, and they think they they own whatever it is. Sure. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't I'm know. Still- it, like, it's a good game, and it's a bummer because now Alpha Dream are not around anymore. There's. No. It's going to be less games like that. They, they originated the... Uh, well, I guess it's been done before that, but they were very prominent with that kind of thing. Yeah, they were they were doing it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah who knows. Maybe one day we'll make one. I w- yeah, uh, yeah, I'd love to. I, I, I wonder where those guys are... I wonder where Alpha Dream is all gone. I, I don't know if like they've all split up into Nintendo or something, or... Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, I've got no idea. Be interesting to to research that for sure. Um, but on my side, I'll just run for you uh, a few of those aforementioned VR games I've been I've been Ooh, tinkering yes, around with. Um, Astrobot is a one game that's made for a Kevin Stott. You need to play mm-hmm. that. You'll enjoy that one quite a bit. As if you don't know, uh, audience, if you don't know, Kevin loves robots so much. <laughs> He thinks they're great. He thinks they're adorable and they have human-like qualities. <laughs> um, so, an Astrobot is all about this little robot. You're platforming around uh, in the space um, and moving around this little robot. Your DualShock is like represented on the screen, which is is very cute. And there's all sorts of stuff going on there. You collect little other robots that are. Uh, in the environment and they all get sucked up into your DualShock controller where the touchpad is and they're all waving at you and stuff and your little guy waves to you all the time it's, it's just very endearing uh, little robots hanging it's very uh, uh, 3D world sort of level of, of design um, so does your how does it work in VR does your viewpoint get like moved around or how does it work? Yeah, so so basically it seems to track forward a lot of the time, like a Crash Bandicoot level. So you're kind of uh, you're kind of on a uh, basically like on a Segway, just moving forward. Uh, you got like a, if you look down, you got a robot body, and sometimes you see a mirror, and you see your big robot eyes. So you're kind of a okay. robot dude looking down at this little robot in the whole area. Um, it, it's it's good. There's parts where you have to you know like a there's, there'll be shit in the way and your head will bust through like some wooden planks and stuff which <laughs> is fun oh you have to like headbutt certain enemies that are flying around and shooting goo mm. in your face uh, mm. headbutt a soccer ball do also there, there's a lot of fun stuff like looking or peering around corners around the level like moving your head all around 
Uh, it's, it's very novel and clever. I think it's a very good use of VR. That sounds cool. Um, anyway, yeah, very cool. You, sh- uh, you should check it out for sure. I'll, 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 I'll bring my VR headset over to Melbourne one, one time. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, I got Skyrim VR. Now, if you want to uh, be a warrior, mm-hmm. and I want to <laughs> if you want to feel like you're a warrior in a PS2 game, <laughs> You're gonna love Skyrim VR if you want to be transported inside a PS2 because that's what it looks like. It's really, it's really ambitious. But boy, I feel like I'm like, like I've never seen the vision of VR so true in that I, I feel like I'm in a shitty fucking. I can't see like five feet in front of me. Everyone's <laughs> a blurry fucking mess. Uh, but it's really fun. You can I, I, you got the move controllers and you can use those to hit people with your sword and <laughs> and do all sorts of stuff there. Uh, it's it's cute. I, I think it's good. It's Skyrim. Like like I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like it. I can imagine it being entertaining as kind of a being. I can imagine it being very novel, like to. Yeah, it is. It's. A, they had this whole world, and so they just had to let you be VR in it, and then mm. it's a whole, a whole world of possibility. Yes, it's that. That in itself is is an enchanting idea. <clears throat> that there is so much uh, sort of space to explore and all that sort of thing. So I don't own it enough. Um, but with the move control, it's always it's also really nice, like pointing at people and doing spells. That's mm. fun. Um, and then hitting people with your sword or doing the bow and arrow kind of thing where you pull your string back and, and shoot it. It's it's ah, it's cool. pretty well implemented, uh, all things considered. And especially, I think it was like a launch, or, or pretty close to launch at least, yeah. of the PSVR. Um, Tetris Effect is great. I already played that a lot, but uh, in, in PSVR it's really cool. Um, and, and sort of, you're, you're just focusing on the game, so you're very, you're very into it. Hmm. Um, I guess not much to say about that one either. It's Tetris Effect. It's cool. It's got music. You go around. Um, couple more here. Uh, Wipeout Omega Collection, which is a, tr- a second most disorienting game on the <laughs> VR. Because um, you go and ver- you're a spate. You're 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 pod racing, and you're going really fast. Um, and it's my first time I've ever really played Wipeout, but uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. It reminds me a lot of uh, the uh, like if you'd go to uh, like a mall or something like that, and there'd be uh, an arcade, and there's like a ride that's just like showing live action footage of a roller coaster and this big fucking unit bouncing all around with kids yeah, yeah. screaming in it. That's what it felt like. It was like a like a roller coaster ride kind of thing, similar to the last one, No Man's Sky, uh, which is it's very blurry, but I do I do think it's it's pretty cool that you can play that whole game in VR and uh, mm. go around the planet and also drive around your sh- uh, in your spaceship. That was probably the best sensation of like I'm in a I'm in a spaceship. It yeah. was No Man's Sky. It, it looked uh, it looked very impressive. Um, but don't, here's a fi- here's a tip for anyone who on the first day, uh, decides to play No Man's Sky, don't, don't do a barrel roll in the ship, <laughs> no matter how much you really want to do it, big mistake, you, you will feel a fool, 
<laughs> you, I, I felt like I was upside down. It was so fucked. It was the worst, one of the worst sensations I've had in a long time. And it won't be happening again anytime soon. Mm. So, yeah, no, no, go. Even, it, it, it sucks because it just doesn't, you, you don't, your brain can't make heads or tails if it's going up or down, uh, like upside down or not. Um, still trying to suss it out. So, yeah, so that's, that's my VR. It's interesting to, so to, to see about the kind of Skyrim and No Man's Sky. Because the stuff that I've played, like, I've played, I, I've, done VR like three times for like like tests of like roller coaster stuff and then like I played jump simulator once uh-huh. so it would be interesting to see what happens when you're kind of let loose in a full game world yeah I think it can be uh, really immersive it works the technology works very well um it's just that sometimes, especially on the regular PS4, the uh, resolution is a little bit lower than it would be on a Pro, and it does get li- it looks a little crummy sometimes, or like yeah. a little muddy and weird, which which can make me feel kind of sick. Before this, I the only time I used a headset was uh, like on show floors and stuff for yeah. like different different tests, like trying out games that that are that are on that system and, and, and that, that was, that's always kind of like a subpar sort of experience you, you're not really yeah. immersed because you can just hear the crowd of people outside and everything but yeah it's been, I also played super hot in VR that's great mm. that's uh, you, you feel like a cool action man you're, you're picking up guns out you're plucking guns out of the air and shooting people like your silly gun looking silly in real life but very cool in the game and, and sliding all around in real life it's, yeah, I heard that one is cool. Yeah, you just not, the only issue is that I kind of I need a little bit more space. My camera's a bit too close to me, and sometimes the sometimes the <laughs> my hands in the game have a habit of kind of freaking out if I reach too far, <laughs> and and, and uh, yeah, sort of escaping my grasp, which is unfortunate. Your <laughs> hands just float away. Yeah, they they sort of float away, or they sort of jitter around, which is way scarier. <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't want that to be happening in real life. No, never. Something would be very wrong. Um, so wrong. Anyway, <laughs> you know, you know what's so wrong? It's right. Our our game of the week. Game club club of the week. Yes. Theme song. Boy, pyramid. It's it's a this week we played Void Pyramid, which was kind of uh, an RPG uh, slash puzzle adventure game. Um, yes. Where you explore a spacey kind of sci-fi pyramid uh, full of all sorts of tricks and traps. Yeah. Um, that's one of free classes. What do you do? You think of Void Pyramid, Kevin? I thought it was pretty good. I. Like, I knew it was going to be kind of... I knew it was going to be simple. And... It took a while for me to kind of understand... What you're supposed to be doing. In that you need to, like, upgrade your... You're just... Like, basically the loop is you're going out to try and get as much treasure as you can. You want, like, a handful of items to be able to survive the fight. But you have to try and make it back to the shop 
to use that money to upgrade your skills and then you just kind of keep going from there and explore out further and further Mm -hmm. um and they did because when you were killed by an enemy you lose like half of your sorry you you lose like half of your Hell, yeah, money or something yeah, you like lose that. half your money, or you can like lose all your items and stuff. Or later yeah. on, if you make the same choice as I did, you lose all your money every time you die. Oh my god! There's this, <laughs> there's this vault, uh, like halfway through, where like if you have enough wits, you can open it up. Uh, but there's a sign that's like, if you take all this money, you're going to be cursed. And so <laughs> I was like, hmm. Well, it says take all of this money, so maybe I'll take all of it except one, <laughs> and maybe I'll be okay. <laughs> but I was They not. never thought about this exception. <laughs> How could they? Uh, yeah, I absolutely got cursed, and then <laughs> from oh, then got, on... you got the shit cursed out here from that yeah, one. Yeah, from every time I died, uh, it was like, you've been cursed by the guy or whatever. It's like, now uh, you stole my money, and now I'm going to take it back with interest. And so just every time I died, I lost all my money, which sucked oh. pretty bad, because in the end game there, there's some guys where... They'll just kill you, and there's nothing really you can do about it. Yeah, your stats aren't high enough. Uh, I was con- yeah, I, I just beat um this this bull character that was giving me a lot of a lot of gaff earlier. Um, I think I think one of my the things I I sort of don't like about it is that the it doesn't seem like there's much of a purpose to fighting most guys other than like getting a kind of insubstantial amount of money it doesn't seem like you level up from it or anything uh, unless i'm mistaken you do sometimes like from any any fight you have i think a part of it is like the more so there's kind of these three there's the three kind of um what would i call them there's like your fighting stats so you have like attack and defense for that and then your other stats which are uh, agility, wits, and brawn to do stuff like breaking down uh, doors or whatever. You have to have, like, a certain amount of brawn. Yeah. Uh, and then they also have effects. They have, like, different effects. So, like, brawn, the higher it is, you have a chance to automatically uh, win the fight. Um, agility makes your flee chance higher, and wits makes it a high likelihood that you'll get a good reward from the fight. So I think some of the time, most of the time, yeah, you don't get that much that much money from it, but then sometimes you'll get a, enough to get an upgrade, uh, and also sometimes it'll just upgrade one of your stats. Mm. Okay. I got the impression that uh, my stats would always be sort of augmented by some sort of, you know, like through some external computer or item or something like that and rather than through level because I didn't really see it represented in any way for the the UI or like in, in the menu or anything I couldn't tell when I was leveling up yeah there's I think if you press escape it gives you it can give you kind of a pause screen where you look at stuff but mostly I just kept going back to that vendor and then that would show you how yeah. much how much points I how had and, and level it up um, yeah, yeah good. the combat is like, none of the enemies really do anything, apart from, 
Like that, like they don't yeah. have any special abilities. They just have different numbers for their hit points and attack and defense, and you know that's that's whatever. It just means you yeah, kind of just means you have to kind of keep up your. You need to level up your attack and defense if you want to kind of be able to survive them. Or there's uh, the kind of radar item that you can use to avoid them, and that also sometimes. Yeah. To let you see extra treasure chests and stuff. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. It gives you like 150 steps of, of not seeing enemies or anything like that, which is good if you're doing like a puzzle solving section or if you want to find secret chests all over the place that are sort of high lit when you have the radar equipped. Yeah, that was kind of a fun. Those hidden chests were a fun use of the of the radar. Yeah, thing. totally. Um. Yeah, I think that there's just a kind of a couple of, of... Well, there's like a handful of different things about how things will, like, interact or, like, surprising things that will happen. It does it does kind of a lot thematically and there's a lot of variety of things that happen from a very basic set of, like, mechanics... Because all you can really do is like move and like look at a look at a wall, <laughs> and mm-hmm. a lot of it's kind of a lot of stuff happens through just the kind of writing telling you what's going to happen. At some point, there was like yeah, a, a I, machine I... that could that would like do radiation to you and maybe upgrade your abilities, and I used it a whole bunch, and that turned into a mutant. <laughs> oh God. And it changed my sprite into, like, being all grey with purple veins all over me. But then there's, like, another mutant character and you can go and... Normally they're scared of you, but then if you become a mutant, you can go and help them, which was interesting. Nice. Uh, what uh, what class were you originally? I picked... I was a slave. I see. I don't know. I, I don't know slide. why specifically I picked that one. I think you just start off mm. with kind of different starting stats don't you yeah I don't that's remember what, I what else happens I think it kind of tells you at the start what their what their stats are strong or weak against but as the game goes on it tends it doesn't really matter because you choose what skills you want to upgrade anyway and they yeah it's just a little bit of I don't know narrative flavor I guess I don't yeah know. I guess you could pick if you were trying to do it if you're trying to get to the end really fast or something or you wanted to do yeah, I don't know. Like some in in something like Skyrim or Fallout, it's like you only have so many points, so you end up picking the things that you're interested in. In terms of you know, like I'm I'm usually maxing out lock picking, but not at the expense of I don't know big guns or something. But in this game, yeah. you there is kind of enough money to just level up all your stuff to where you where it needs to be to be able to do the kind of challenges so you usually i you know, i don't know i just ended up with all my stats just being about the same mm. have you um have you beaten the void pyramid i did i i there's a there's a, i discovered a few different endings there's oh. like um 
there's a one where if you make it all the way to, to like the left side, there's a ship that you can escape in, um, and so you leave, and then it tells you a story about how Amit, one of the bosses, filled it with flesh-eating bacteria that eats you, and wherever that, if that ship ever crash lands on a planet, will also destroy that planet. Okay. So that so that one was a kind of a bummer. And then there's one where you can like repair a spacesuit and you can basically just open up the door, the vacuum in the space and get sucked out and just be lost in space. Mm-hmm. Um and then there's one at the end where you go like if you beat the last boss, you can escape through the top and then you can decide there's no... I didn't really find any, like, good... Like, strictly good um, endings. So no once happy you can't, ends for the Void Pyramid. <laughs> once you go out the top, it's like... Um, you can choose to fight the Prime Pharaoh, or you can choose to just kind of... Now that you've escaped, just kind of retire and live your life. And I tried to mm. fight the prime pharaoh a few times but he was too strong and at that point i was not i was not interested in trying to power level the the stats i would need to try and go against him so i don't know what happens if you beat him um but there's uh, there was something else where like yeah if you try to fight him and you die it's like he he just keeps ruling for millennia eventually he gets uh he gets replaced with one of his own clones who was even more ruthless than the original Prime Pharaoh. <laughs> so that that one was a bummer one. And then there's also one where mm. if you choose to not fight the Prime Pharaoh and uh, just try and retire, it's I, I was I picked slave at the start and I was just like still a slave, so I just <laughs> got right. killed, I guess. I think there was some answer where it told me uh, it's like you saved the mutant girl and you there's like a two items that if you use them in the pyramid they upgrade your stats but if you don't use them uh then after you leave the pyramid it says that um once you die they activate and they bring you back to life and you you become immortal oh so, yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of wild there's a lot of different things going on that can uh, that can get triggered at the end there. I will say that one of my one of the the biggest things that that keeps me wanting to play it is that uh, I just really liked all the all the text bits when you touch different stuff, even just touching pillars and stuff and and like the, the, there's usually some description of a piece of writing or something like that at least. So I, I did like all the flavor in the game. It's it's very strong. I feel like, especially if this was just one one fella making all this. Yeah, it's got some interesting themes and stuff. There's one room yeah. where there's lots of writing on all the walls and you look at it and it's all, um... It describes it all as being, like, various kinds of graffiti and, like, uh... Just, like, really really rude and crass graffiti. And then there's one on uh, that looks a little bit different on one of the walls. And if you look at it, it's, like, it's a very insightful political cartoon about the Prime Pharaoh. <laughs> it's been graffitied it's on the wall. Stuff. Well, that's that's Void Pyramid, I suppose. Did you enjoy yeah, that Void stuff Pyramid? Was I, did, I did enjoy it. It is... It is yeah. um, with the pieces that it does... 
with the, with the kind of limited pieces that it has, I think it does very well, and it has a lot of, you know, if you wanted to go back and ex, I ended up with probably like 20 out of 47 treasures that you can get so that's kind of another goal wow. for so if you wanted to explore it more you could go and try and get all of those different treasures um i think what what i wanted to see was like what i wanted to see is something that was very simple and see how they used it and i think that they it was very simple and they used all the pieces very well but I guess I was I wanted to look at it in terms of figuring out if I wanted to do something similar, but I don't think I do not in this way. Hmm. Just because I think it's I think it's really good, but I don't think it would I don't think you would be able to market it as a as like a paid product. Just because it's yeah, it's good, but there's not that much going on in it. I guess I don't know how you would get people excited about it, and it's also very focused on the world. Whereas I th- I think with the the things that I'm interested in are more about like characters and different character abilities and stuff. So yeah, I would want to make something but different. But yeah, yeah, it was it was very interesting. Cool experience. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on the box. Um, cool experience uh, by me. What is uh, next times? What's next the game club, Jace? Um, the next game is going to be uh, a, a, a ROM hack game, basically. Uh, but it's it's a complete EXE. There's nothing to worry about. It's a game called Sonic Bowl. B-O-L-L. Now, this game is a... Uh, it's a game where you can play as uh, Sonic and all his friends and Mario and some of his friends and play through uh, Mario 1 with them uh and i think mario lost levels now too in this new update that they've just uh they've made you can download the game at sonic-world.wordpress.com they don't have a domain and i think that's just fine and uh peachy uh, yeah just peachy with me guys uh and it's a you can yeah it's it's that it's like um that uh super mario brothers crossover crossover, that i remember Yeah, uh, where you got to play as all the different Nintendo guys, but this is just mainly focusing on Sonic and stuff, and and uh, it's very, uh, from what I've seen of it so far, I haven't I haven't dived into it too much. It's it's really well produced for a ROM hack thing, and it's got all these you know controller compatibility stuff and all all these mm. secrets in the game that they've added to tomorrow one. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a trip. We're gonna see what it's like. I think. The, the games I'm most attracted to lately have a lot to do with with simplistic uh, movement and, and sometimes yeah. fluidity of speed. So I think this will be an interesting one to look at, see how Sonic is, is framed in uh, in Mario 1, of all places, see how that goes. Yeah, it'll be interesting <laughs> be, uh, to see, because in, in Super Mario Crossover, a lot of them... Like, a lot of the... It didn't usually it didn't end up being that different to play as a different character, but I think maybe with Sonic. And no, Sonic, but we'll have to find out. Yeah, the possibility is certainly there. So def- play with us and uh, let us know what you think of the game uh, at uh, questions at skypiratestudios.com or on on Twitter. You can ask us any question like a- any anything. We'll we'll answer it. Uh, it can be about the sky, it can be about the stars, it can be about different 
video games uh, at Sky Pirate Radio uh, on Twitter. Um, do we have any other plugs? You Stay can tuned ask for our Jace Twitch streams. What his banking details are. Uh, yes, uh, my banking details. I don't know about yours, Kevin. <laughs> Wait, save it. Here. Save it for in case they ask. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Ask us for uh, our banking details. Ask us for anything. Um, I think that's most everything. We're gonna have a newsletter uh, quite soon. I posit. Uh, about uh, all the stuff that we're doing, the new kind of projects we're working on, all that kind of thing. So stay tuned for that. Sign up to a newsletter at uh, skypiratestudios.com. And I think that's that is now all the all the plugs, Kevin. Unless yeah. you wanted to, to plug some of your patch stuff, or if you're still still chipping away at that. No, anyway. yeah, still working all that. Just come just come cool. on through to the uh, Sky Pirate Studios Twitch over the next. I don't know, still about 40 days, uh, and I'll be making some video game, and I'll probably will continue after that too, so... Yeah, 40 days and 40 nights of uh, video games. It's going to be... <laughs> it's like the Adam Sandler movie, 8 Crazy Nights. This is this one's going to be 40 Crazy Nights, that's the thing. That's how we pitch <laughs> this. Um, but uh, that, that's the show. Uh, I would like to leave you all with... A uh, special final thought. Um, if you can't have heroes, be your own great, powerful hero, everybody. Do what you can to survive out there. Uh, thanks. Have a great day. It's a good I message. love you all. Goodbye. Uh, have, a, have a great uh, time, everybody. Until the next podcast. Love you. See you then. Bye. See ya. Bye.